I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Hey, Travis, how you doing? Hi, Vinny, how you doing, buddy? I love it. That's that's the energy I want. Travis, there's somebody else in this imaginary digital room with us today. We have a special guest, don't we? I roll to disbelieve illusion. Uh, but sadly, he is real. So, uh, Tom, our special guest, introduce yourself, Tom. So, like, so are we on? Yes. Yeah, buddy, so you're th- on. This is you like a thing? Here. It is a thing. It's happening. I, I can't see myself. Like, I, I don't know how this audio world works. Um, I'm Tom Lyons. Uh, I am, am a guy who likes to game. Uh, I've worked with uh, these guys on some gaming projects previously. Does that That is super compelling stuff. Yes, I think that's enough. They get it. They get it. You've worked with us before. I've known you for 20 years. Travis has known you longer. Yeah, uh, I I would describe Tom as the rules guy. He knows about rules. He knows a lot about rules. He he throws down when it comes to mathematical equations and stuff when it comes to designing games. Yes, he's my lead developer. Is that adequate? I think that's an adequate description of Tom. Absolutely. I mean, he's been my friend for a long time, and so there's a lot more to say about Tom than he's a mathematical dude. But uh, yeah, that's that that's what he brings to the table here right now in this conversation. His snazzy facial hair not as relevant to this exact conversation. I understand. Uh, it's true, um, and you can't see me, so you know that doesn't mean anything. Um, right. I would say that uh, I like to win too. That's another big thing. Yes, like winning is a thing for me. Well, then that will probably play into what we're about to discuss because Travis, we rolled a very exciting topic today right it this is, is a really weird topic for us too because we have basically been been pounding down on on uh, pen and paper rpgs non-stop since episode one yes that is correct but this one's a little different because today we rolled up the best multi massively multiplayer online role-playing game so obviously it's still related rpgs grew into the mmo experience the mmo rpg or memorpaga uh, and, yeah, let's uh, not call it that. It sounds stupid. <laughs> These are, so let's just call them MMOs, um, right? Because I mean, the the RPG aspect has really dwindled in in the I don't know it, to me in the recent years. It's 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 not the, exactly the same thing as it used to be. So I I would agree. Yeah. So what do you think, Tom? Best I, 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 MMO. They're different, right? Yeah, they are different. Like that. You're when I I have when I play MMOs and I've played many in my day. Um, I am not playing an RPG. Like I am, like it says it's an RPG on the box, but that that's not what that is. You are technically playing a role, but you're not playing a role in the same way you would yes. mean that in a tabletop game. Correct. Right. In a tabletop game, you're looking for something that's more than just some numbers and execution of those numbers, right? And in an MMO, you, you're, you're generally looking to be efficient, right? That's your thing. You're trying to be efficient. Yeah, I mean, there's a community aspect. Like, it, it gets back to, like, the creative intent. Like, of what's the creative agenda of what you're doing when you sit down to play an MMO. And oftentimes, it's, like, community-based, and it's winning-based um, if there's, like, PvP or if there's, like, raids or other stuff. Sure, um, all of it's winning-based, obviously, all because it's all objective. You know, exactly. it's, yeah, it's objective-driven. And it's, um, it's community-based. Yeah, it's community-based in a different way. Um, but certainly community-based still. Right. Like, if you if you steal some junk from somebody, 
or burn some fools. Uh, like you don't have to deal with them uh, when the game's over. Like you don't have to give right, them a ride home. Right, as opposed to your gaming group. So right. you're sitting across from this guy, and then guess what? You're yeah, you're giving you're you're riding home with this guy, and you're going to see him next week, and the week after that, and the week after that. It's just a very different experience. And this is even even talking about who you're who you're playing with on your side, like on your team, even you know you're you you don't necessarily see them on a day to day basis. So it's a very different landscape. So. That's how it's different from what we've talked about before. So, Vince, lead us into what we're going to talk about now, the best MMO. The best MMO. So I think all of us have been playing them for a long time. I started with UO. We're not going to all list our criteria. Let's just say we've all played easily more than a dozen uh, over our time. I know that's true for me. I've played probably closer to two, and I'm sure it's true for both. Well, two dozen. Uh, yep, played so, plenty of games. Yep. Yes, we, we've been around the block. Now, all of this is going to be our opinion. Well, we're going to try to back it up with why we think it's the best. Did so, we all start in UO? Like, no, I never played UO. Okay, got it, got it. I was, I was definitely late to the game, so I, I didn't start in UO. I didn't start in EverQuest. I was Dark Age of Camelot. That was my first thing. That was sure. still like 2003, though, right? 2001 is when Dark Age of Camelot. Was. No, but I think you rolled in Trav in 2002, probably. I'm guessing. Well, this I is was all... late to Dark Age even, so yeah, I was. Yeah. I was oh, afterwards. Yeah. So I was, yeah. So captivating stories all right so let's talk about <laughs> hey yes. that's 14 years i mean that's a lot of time sure it is. so what we're gonna say is we're each gonna talk about what we think is the best mmo and why and then maybe we'll even touch on a couple honorable mentions depending on the time okay sure. so you know the, the point is don't just say like it's this one her hurt that that doesn't work because we want to talk about specifically the design elements of the game that made it good and the emergent experience from it. Because to me, there is some overlap with regular tabletop RPGs because good design leads to good experiences, good gameplay, and hence you enjoy the game overall, right? So it's still the same sure. track. You just might have a slightly different, as you said, creative agenda. All right. So I, I, I think... I think Tom, you're our guest, so I, I'm going to give it over to you first, man. You you get to kick it off. What? Yes, you're the guest, so let's put you on the spot as hard as possible. Correct. Correct. Go ahead. Your best pick and why? Uh, Dark Age of Camelot. Wow, that is bold. I did not expect that. I totally I expected something else. Yeah. So, um, because because we're talking design here, um, and I think that of all the games, it uh, so it was early in the MMO sweep. Um, UO is generally considered one of the first graphical MMOs, um, and so this is generally would be considered like a second generation. Um, with uh, because it's one of the first three D ones. Um, you went you jump from like basically after UO, you get the development of EverQuest, and the other one that parallels right after EverQuest's launch is. Uh, uh, is Dark Age Camelot. And the thing about Dark Age for me is that it it like it introduced a three-way conflict. Okay, so there there was not the binary that you've seen in almost every other MMO, and so it created really interesting dynamics, um, both in PVE and PvP. Um, so, for example, in uh, Dark Age, there was a, du a dungeon called Darkness Falls. And, sure. Uh, we, we, um, people who who played that game would remember it because it's, it was like the kind of the first of its kind, like a, a dungeon that that separated all the realms, right? And people would come together and fight in the at the bottom of it for control of that. Well, no. So place. So the the success in the frontier, so the 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 shared PvP area, dictated who had access to that dungeon. 
Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so all the good loot and all the good everything at that point in time in the release was in this dungeon. And so it would force people to go out and take a bunch of keeps, dominate the, the PvP area, and then they would go down in the dungeon. But because everybody was down in the dungeon getting all the fat loots, the, the RBR lake would be contested again. Um, and it would force people, uh, you know, then people would go and retake it. And you weren't kicked out of the dungeon after it's been retaken. So you could, like, be down in this dungeon, like, doing normal, like, fat loot gathering and have other realms come, come roll in and kill right, you. Your typical grind fest yes. can, can turn into a, a player versus player battle. Absolutely. And, and with that, like, let me say one additional thing is that with that, you could log out in there and log back in while somebody else had control. Right. Um, right. Uh, but what really made it dynamic, I think, I think is, is that there were three realms, right? Yes. Three yes. realms fighting over this place. If it was just two, it would just be ho-hum. Yeah. I mean, obviously someone has it or they don't have it. Yes. And I would just say that three realm aspect extended to everything. Um, so like, because they're like, you will often in any MMO when there's PVP or interaction, you know, competing interests between players, you'll get one dominant force. Um, like one realm or one side that is just like that is steamrolling based on the number of players or whatever other reasons, even balance issues like game, like character balance issues, class balance issues. Um, and what ends up happening is with this two sided conflict, you would get ba like an impromptu banding together between the other forces yeah. to, to put the oppressor down. We're like, saying it have... naturally balanced, even when sometimes there was imbalance. The Absolutely. reality is, no matter it wasn't so imbalanced that the other two together still didn't crush that one. Absolutely. Sure, adding the option of the enemy of my enemy is my friend is a huge factor. Yeah, and so, I mean, I will say that um, this game, from the, the its weaknesses are, it doesn't benefit from all the developed technology that has come later in MMOing. And so, like, things like uh, raids and, like, the intricacies and things like that. Like, there were raids, but they just were nothing. Like, it was all go pile around this piece of graphic and dump as much damage in into it before it kills everybody. Um, right. Yeah, that's why like, it surprised me that you said it because I mean it's it's very very old. It's basically ancient as far yeah. as as MMO technology goes these days. Yes, absolutely. But um, but some of the fundamentals of how it was designed, I think, is what makes it so strong. I I, I agree, and I think there there is some strength in that in that opinion because those those same attributes that you that you just spoke about have not been properly recreated since, um, and so it still stands strong in its time. I, I, I agree with it. I thought it was a great game. There there are problems I have with it, and certainly it, you're you're right on the the it shows its age, right? It's long in the tooth, yeah, as it were, right? Um, but that being said, I also agree with you that the reality is there were advancements in that game that just people haven't really haven't taken up on to this day. I mean, obviously they're working on Mark Jacobs, the designer of that original game, is working on a new project in Camelot Unchained, and he has a similar similar design principle here so maybe we'll see something that finally eclipses those things soon but we don't know that as of this time that's you know that's still the case was there anything else about dark age that stands out to you tom it's like um, the lack of mirroring is one of the things that i think ah, is, so we've talked right, about so so describe mirroring for us okay then. so oftentimes when you get in mmos um you'll get like two different sides because pvp at this point has been integrated like so uh, Dark Age was be like based around PvP. Like the heart of that game was like, but it was called RVR Realm vs Realm, and it was basically organized like side PvP. And this has become like a staple in most MMOs since then. But generally, you have two sides, and 
uh, because there's two sides, everybody bitches about wanting to have all the tools that the other side has. And so inevitably what ends up happening is that like, like the classes, developers crumble, right? And, yes, they, and they say, okay. Yes. And then, so classes will be reflected the same on both sides. Right. So to balance everything. Yeah. They just literally... right. So a fighter, a fighter on one side is exactly like a fighter on the other side, or and a mage on one side is exactly like a mage on the other side, or within small degrees, like very close to the same. Like right, so have... close, so close that it wouldn't really matter on paper as much. Yes, exactly. Like you know, it's it's a matter of like okay, a couple timers being different, or different or whatever. Like in generally, they're they're very similar. But in Dark Age, there was like there was no similarity. Um, and so, like, entire suites of abilities were were placed on completely different types of classes. Right, where, where they would share a theme with a class from another side, but they would not share structural benefits the same way. Yeah, so, so here's so an example. So a bard, a bard and a minstrel are just very different things, even though they're the thematically the same. Yeah, so one, one aspect of that game, uh, so one of the, like, so you have a health bar and a power bar. They also had a thing called an endurance bar, okay? And so when you would um, when you would use your like physical attacks or when you would sprint, it would use your endurance. Okay, and so like right, you're saying was, you have two do stuff mechanics. Yeah, two, two separate stuff. do so, stuff mechanics. Yes, so it was either power or endurance. And, but the, the key about endurance was is that there was a buff that basically gave you unlimited endurance. Like you almost couldn't run out of endurance. You could sprint forever, but this buff, like it was on the bard as a chant. It was on the shaman, which so the bard was like a music buffing support class. The shaman was the primary buffing in a different realm, and it was a passive buff that you just cast on somebody. Right. So it was always on, whereas the bard had to put effort towards it. Yes. And then in the third realm, um, it, I believe it was on. It was a chant on a paladin, which was a tank class. Um, so it was just all over the place as to who was providing this type of buff. Yeah, and that's very and interesting as far as a, a game a game a game system goes because when when you're talking about opposition and not taking taking such a hard nosed look at balance as as normal like as as what today's standards would be especially in MMOs but in any game I mean that's a very interesting way to go about creating a game right you put something together and you're like well I don't really you know it's not really a big deal to us as the designers that the these classes are they fill similar roles but uh, we're gonna completely tweak how they do those roles yeah their, their individual utility items vary you know there's there's another interesting topic here that's on our list which before, is before how giving on. players what they want can sometimes ruin the game because i think that's what you're tangentially touching on yeah I, that's that's fine yeah. i wasn't I wasn't moving on. I just wanted to put a pin on that. Please. Right, let's not make this the Dark Age of Camelot show. No, though, no, right? I sure. But I, I do want to put uh, like a larger design space at this. Like the balance was on the conglomerate, on the big picture. The balance was never on the individual. Uh, yes, okay? and also the idea, that, like that, is true simply by virtue of the fact. Also, it wasn't really a PvP game. I don't think they would have said that. It was an RVR game, and Correct. they meant that, right? They Correct. wanted you to. PVP for your R, right? You're, you're right. Like the Community. point was, yes, you had realm pride. You cared about, and the, the incentives that they, they set up were hopefully such that you cared about the status of your realm, the success of your realm, that kind of thing, right? You wanted to win and kill the enemies, but that also was then a good way to help your total realm. Yeah. So again, from a realm versus realm, it was the balance was at the realm level, not at the individual class or player level. Right. Yep. Absolutely. 
All right, so that's I, I think Dark Age is certainly a contender. I I I don't uh, I don't hate your choice, not at all. So it was a very very strong uh, game for sure. Yeah, uh, that belongs on top three lists for sure. I, I mean, it belongs there certainly. And you're both welcome for me discovering that. Okay, so <laughs> oh, uh, thank you, Kermit. Absolutely, one point oh, <laughs> bad one. Inside joke. So, Vinny, what is yours? Oh, Tell I get me to what, go next. Your, yeah, that's that's who, that's who's going, buddy. Gotcha. Okay. So my Slow down. Gotcha. My best MMO of all time. All right. Uh that's a tough question. There are a lot of honorable mentions. Well, hold on. Is it your best or or the like the best designed? The best. No, it's just your your, your the be your best. Oh, your it's best. your favorite. Okay. Sorry. Good. Continue. That's fine. That's okay. We're gonna go. We, we we'll come back around. Just say your favorite. You know, we'll we'll, we'll hit the honorable mentions up. Sure. There's a couple that are close, but here's what I'm going to say. You ready? Here's my best. It's UO. Stun us. It's oh, UO. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you'd go UO. You old farts. I mean, come Just, on. Look, I'm sorry. It is. Because uh, look, here's the reality. Words. It's go two ahead. words, and I know what your two words are going to be. Go ahead and say them, Vince. Okay. UO was a sandbox MMO from the early days of, uh, of MMOs. First of all, it had it's got to be given credit because it was more or less cut from whole cloth. There were muds, there was Meridian 59 or whatever, but there wasn't anything that did what it did. It uh it gave you an amazing amount of freedom to design what you were doing. The world was huge and very open to exploring. Everything was PVPable all the time you could get in fights. Um the the freedom that that game had was simply unparalleled and it is something that has never been replicated the fact that it had this alignment system that like if you were in the middle of the wilderness and you attacked another person you you were both by default blue you attack another person you went gray any blue person could attack a gray person without going gray gray people were free game okay you kill enough people you go red you start getting bounties placed on you where, okay. And when you died, when you died and you were red and you're a ghost. And when you died, you were a ghost. You had to run back to town and talk to the spirit rezzer. When you went back, the spirit rezzer would not res murderers. So you had to sit there real time and age off your murders, like pay your penance. It's insane. And that sounds so harsh, but here's the thing. It worked, okay? The morality system worked because what happened is murderers would band together. You couldn't be a lone murderer. You had to have, like, friends who were also killers, and you would set up your own little, like, killer bases away from civilization where you could then sally forth and murder innocent people and steal their stuff. By the way, everything in this game was stealable. If I murder you, I get all your stuff. These are all insane things to modern players. Like, right. People would be up in arms. Like, it would be, like, the first day would just be havoc for the developers if, if they, someone released a game that had that kind of freedom. I agree. But yet it all worked because it all balanced against each other. Yes, all your stuff could get stolen, but stuff was plentiful. Right. Like it was honestly pretty easy to get decent stuff. Um, so like it had a very flat gear curve. That is to say, it wasn't like 
you understand what I mean? Like with very relatively little effort, you could get, let's assume all gear falls on a one to 10 spectrum. You could get seven and eights pretty easy. So if you lost your seven and eight, who cared? You had extra seven and eights, right? And when you put on your nine ten gear, you had a bunch of other friends around you who also had their nine ten gear. Right. That's what I was thinking. It incentivizes teamwork too. Like it, finding friends, making friends, keeping friends. Yes. So there's there's an element of this that you are missing. So for two things. First, the two words that you didn't say was the Wild West of MMOs because that that was always your moniker for describing UO. Yes, uh, it was you, the Wild West. Okay. And secondly, though. You got to remember, there was no in-game message. Old and dusty, that. yes, it was definitely like it was. It was word bubbles above your heads. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and a lot of people don't like can't conceptualize this, but you couldn't message your your friends across the world. Yep. So everything about the game encouraged you to um, to plant roots because your houses is where you could store safe gear. You had to make friends and have good solid guilds because that's what kept you safe. Being around other people was the best protection because if you were in a big group of blues all working like a spawn or a big, you know, dungeon or something like that, you one person who wandered by couldn't just attack, right? Because if they did, everybody, even people you don't know, keep in mind, I'm not saying like you're grouped up with these people. There are just 10 of you in an area, right? And you don't know any of these people from Adam, but you're all together. You're all doing your own thing. If one person runs in and tries to randomly kill you and goes gray, everybody else in that area is going to murder that person immediately. Because it's free gear. It's free gear. They're free. They just made themselves free game. It was genius how it all balanced against each other because the way that it all sort of every little element was countered by something else. It was every action at a design level had a rock, paper, scissors, right? Yes, you could kill anybody, but you couldn't kill anybody in towns because they were guards. Yes, you could kill anybody, but if you were in the wilderness and there were a lot of people around, they would course correct your bad morality. If you went red and dead and got real rich, but then died, you're sitting there for seven days or eight days. Eight legitimate real world days. Eight logged in days waiting for your sins to erode so the person will resurrect you. It's aged as all get out. All there's a whole bunch of things it didn't have that are just like to go back and play it now would be painful because of just like simply simply moving around would probably be yeah. a task. I mean, it's play. It's the equivalent like it was Diablo two style flat right. flat world. Yes, like logistically, it had all these problems as far as like design elements in the UI. And I don't disagree. I'm not advocating for it to be like, hey, go play UO right now. But I'm saying that design wise, boldness, balance against each other, cleverness of how everything worked, it's simply the best. There you go. I think it's a good choice. Um, it's hard for me to relate to because I never played it. I did watch some of you guys play it a lot for several years. Yes. Um, I, I like. I, I couldn't rate it in mine because I haven't played it, and what I saw was pretty. I don't know, pretty lackluster because it looked boring to me uh, compared to you know how flashy later uh, later and other games like EverQuest and so forth seemed to be because that you know 3D graphics and things like that were interesting at the time you know uh, filled polygons <laughs> that's a big deal right you know what i mean yep um so i don't know i i I, st- I think it deserves to be in in the contention as well um it's it's strange that uh both of those games are so old though it's kind of it's kind of telling about the landscape of mmos now um so i guess it's me right that's me that is you yeah man um i i, I don't know like uh, for me 
uh, I often approach MMOs nowadays on a purely um, PvP-based kind of kind of bent. Like I look for the best team-oriented fighting that I can find. Like that's what I want out of an MMO now, um, and that's going to make my choice totally uh, totally off base of what someone who knew me would normally think what my choice would be because my, my my pick is city of heroes that's the best mmo that's ever been made okay um now i i know this is a weird choice but it had a lot of things going for it that other games didn't have and the first and probably the foremost was how smooth and accessible the gameplay was which is what most games strive for nowadays like games games try to be accessible to the most amount of people because they want money um that's what they're after nowadays and um but where where where, the, where they're failing is, of course, that's not where the money is. You got to find a niche. Um, but it was smooth, accessible gameplay. Like you could jump into that game and get what was going on really fast, beating up some guys on the street, whatever. Um, it had a strong community, which was a strange thing because other games before it that had strong communities were built around the, the idea of building a community based upon fighting another community okay it was it was my community against your community order versus chaos or or uh the three the three realms of dark age or in in uo it was the good guys versus the bad guys apparently you know what i mean blue versus red um this game it wasn't there was just a, a great community and really really good nice people um who who were interested in helping each other out and furthering everyone's goals um without as you know and and that's that's a strange thing in a, in an MMO right yeah um no but, but that's that's not all it had going for it but it is interesting that it can had I, that yeah can it i stop was, you for was, just it... one second to ask sure. a question do sure. you think that was because everybody was playing superheroes and like some part of that actually made you feel like you wanted to act like a superhero i mean there has got to be a part of that i mean it's got to be it's got to be like you got that game you bought that game because you were interested in playing superheroes you wanted yeah. to be a superhero so it may have have some kind of some kind of deep-seated thing in your consciousness it's like yeah i should be a good dude i should be okay because i'm playing a good dude right i'm playing right, a right. super dude yeah um yeah um another thing it had going for it was the strong customization and first off you have to you have to look at the most important part of that game uh from a design aspect which was the the deepest character generation i've ever seen like like there is no no game that has that i've seen since even that has uh and, I, and you know maybe i haven't experienced a lot of the most recent mmos but uh and they may have this this kind of stuff going for it but you could make anything you wanted in that character creating uh, process like you could like a big dude, little dude, you know. Uh, oh yeah, fat, you don't skinny. Mean, yeah, you mean like the actual literal designer of what your character yes, looked like, like. Designing what you looked like was purely a pure personal experience. Like you could make your your superhero look however and like however you want. There were so many options. Like you just had free roam of so much. And and you know, good on them for coming up with something that deep um for that that literally had no effect on the game right right yeah there's yeah, yeah. no gameplay effect of how you look except how you feel it it helps you how you feel and they put a lot of effort into helping their players feel good right oh yeah um and that's not not all the customization though because they had it's just like super deep customization on your character class and things like that. Like, like they took archetypes to, to to kind of as 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 wide open a level as they could, and they allowed like 
just so many different builds of things. And the best thing about it was nothing was obsolete. Like you couldn't play a character that was worthless. Like you couldn't build something that was bad. You could build something that was less optimal, but you couldn't be the worst ever. And like, we're not going to invite that kind of person on our team because they, you know, their, their build doesn't work or whatever. That, that didn't exist. Okay. Um, you, you just couldn't build something that was awful. So that was great. And it's it, very inclusive again. And another thing that may, might have made the community better. I don't know. Um, but best of all, that game had like a reliance on spectacle and action, like, like giant monsters and, and, you know, real super feeling things like, long and arduous and rewarding task forces um super powerful arch villains that took that took you know a, a long time to beat down and and best of all like you could fight like hundreds of enemies at a time like no i don't I, there's there's not many games that have come come out through the ages that have allowed you to fight hundreds of things at a time and actually feel like you're fighting a hundred things you know what i'll say it i think kind of a lot of the things you're pointing to you could look like a hero, which is just crazy, right? It's everything artists have imagined for yeah. 70 years. You could act like a hero. You could fight hundreds of dudes. You could fight these massive robots and these big supervillains. You could fly. The first time I flew in that game was mind-blowing. Oh yeah, Travel Powers was something else that other games had never really done. And so that was kind of its innovation. Another of its great innovations was the Travel Powers. Just super jumping and super speed. Being able to run like the Flash and feel like you're, you're, at, you're the Flash. You know yep. what I mean? That is amazing. Um, and yes, the first time you fly, man, and you fly up in Atlas Park and you see that, you know, see the big statue of Atlas hold, holding the world up and you're just like, this is the life, man. Exactly. I am super dude. And all that to me says that this game nailed verisimilitude better than almost any other game ever. Yeah. Right. You, you, the, the big V from VV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you, it was meant to be a superhero MMO and everything about its design said, yep, you're in a superhero MMO. That's what we're all doing, right? And and so, yeah. it it worked in that regard. It failed though on on some of the primary points that you two were after as far as MMOs go, and that is PvP and conflict that that drives other aspects of the game. It just didn't happen. And even when they eventually tacked it on in the end, it it, it it's the PvP just wasn't great. It wasn't the game built around PvP. Um, luckily though, they did you know they did create an entire like. Uh, second section of the game that was based around villains and creating villains and so forth, which was excellent. And they created five new archetypes, and it was much, much like Dark Age of Camelot. They were somewhat similar, but they weren't the same thing, right? Right. Um, and so that was very interesting and, and something that they they actually implemented properly. That has is another rare thing. Um, but th there was it was just not about the conflict between the two sides it just wasn't it just didn't feel that way uh, so it failed on that on that aspect but to me everything else made it the best for me to me nice i like it uh well we we've already gone long as per our normal time so i mean yeah, i think deep, that's good but i mean this is this is episode 10 man this is our 10th anniversary episode oh there you so, go so we, you know, we can go a little extra long, um, and I know we have another special episode coming up soon. So whatever, we'll, we'll probably do. We, what we'll do is we'll probably release that episode along with a regular episode, so that you know those those casual listeners can just get their short twenty five minute dose, and then we can also throw down the big long one for someone who's going on a road trip or something, right? Absolutely. So um, so here's what I want to do because I do want to. There's a little bit more to talk about here, and I, I am willing to go a little long. Let's do it. Here's what I want. Okay. Here's how I think we structure this. We're gonna go around the horn. And I want everybody to pick 
two MMOs and the best element from it. So like your honorable mentions, don't go deep on the game. We won't okay. explain it. Just two things you loved about it. You thought it did really well. So Tom, back to you first, buddy. Have Tom? Okay, lose your two, Tom? Yeah. No, I'm, there he is. I'm good. Okay, so two things uh, that it did really well. So two game? things. Yes. Uh, pick two games game. and then, yeah, pick two games and what they did really well. Okay. Yes. Uh, the first I'm going to pick is uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic. Okay. Nice pick. Um, Swotor. Swotor. And I think that uh, for me, it's because uh, that was the first MMO that I've ever been able to play like a one player game and actually enjoy it fully. <laughs> like, so I know it sounds silly, but like, there's very few other, uh, it, like, single or MMOs that I've been able to play both fully as a single player game and fully as a MMO. Like, yeah, in, in, right. in Star Wars, yeah, Star Wars The Old Republic had, a, had, had kind of a, uh, a Bioware RPG feel to the single player element. Um, Absolutely. So that means it had like choice points and, and a deep story that was totally voiced. You had, yeah, you had companions that you could specialize and customize. Yeah. Yeah. So it had all of those that like, so it had just really unique. On top element. of an MMO yes. that was built around playing with other people. Yeah. The first MMO I've ever played that I enjoyed questing. Okay. So that, uh, so that is uh, one honorable mention. The other honorable mention is uh, Warhammer Online. Um, hmm, your list is sounding similar to mine. I know it is. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's just, uh, that game was just so good. <laughs> like, I don't, um, it's the game that I've had the most fun in. Um, and because I felt like it was banging it on all cylinders, the open RVR was fantastic. The, uh, the scenario-based uh, RVR was fantastic. Um, the, all the classes were interesting. They were largely mirrored, but there were still enough changes between the mirrors. They felt different. Um, and so I, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I played on both sides. Yeah, that's, it's good. Awesome. Yeah. I like your picks, man. That's solid. Um, I'm going to throw mine out there cause mine are exactly the same as Tom's. Um, so I'm going to throw them down maybe a little differently though. I think, uh, Warhammer was the best game because of one, one reason it was, it was in, in the best games. It's, it's in my, my top five for sure. Um, mostly because of the team PVP and the way they put it together and they made it very smooth. Um, and it's rare in a game to have have a, a team player versus player elements that work out well and require you know some 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 real like lasering in on the situation from everybody that you surround yourself with. Um, so I really feel like they did that well, both both in um, in the scenario play and in the open world fighting. Um, both in both situations, it was best to have a team that you could rely on. Um, now, my other pick would be Star Wars The Old Republic, um, and the, there's only one reason why I picked Star Wars The Old Republic, because there's so much of that game didn't do well, including that crappy single-player experience you're talking about, because it was garbage. Um, it was the worst of all the Bioware-style RPGs I've ever played, and I played all of them, so it's pretty bad. Um, and I'm sorry to throw down on that one for you, Tom, but that's how I feel. Hey, again, um, but compared to other MMOs, it is light years ahead in the single it player. It really experience. was. Yeah. It was much better than anything else, but I would still rather just go play another one of the Bioware RPGs. Let me go play Mass Effect 1 or 2. Let's not talk about 3. So I would pick Star Wars Ill Republic, which did everything else kind of either mediocre or boring. Um, 
it did hotball right. And let's play some hotball, right? Because that was the best scenario ever created for any game ever. And it was completely team-oriented, and it was almost like a sport. And that's, and that's you know, tip, fitting and typical because it was called hotball. Um, but there's no other scenario that was so dynamic and required so much skill and effort from its players. And I, I just, there, there's nothing better than hotball. It's so good. Vinny, what do you got to say? Those are good choices, and I do agree. Hutball is the, probably the greatest scenario ever designed in an MMO. Uh, all right, but I have two completely different picks. Oh, don't say Galaxies. Uh, so Star Wars Galaxies is one of those picks. <sighs> wah, wah, wah. And the reason that I'll pick it is for the crafting system. It was simply, I love crafting in games. and Certainly it, the best, yeah. It was the best crafting system ever made in an MMO. I... I challenge anyone to to point to a more immersive, crazy, invested, automatable, insane system that went end to end from raw resources. You're jumping around planets to collect with nuclear reactors and harvesters and then putting into factories and and developing blueprints and selling them out of the shop that is your home that you built that you have automated sales accounts for and stuff. And it's just it was bonkers how immersive that experience that was. does sound fun i gotta admit that does sound like a lot of fun it was um, super cool i'm i'm sorry that i missed most of that game but uh that does sound cool it was here's the thing it was compelling enough for me to play it for almost a year uh after but a, just just doing that part though right just doing that <laughs> after after one month i destroyed my gun i carried like the starter pistol for a while i literally took the gun and threw it away because i was like this is space in my inventory i don't need <laughs> nice that's that's that game and, and I still had a great time. Every day when I logged in, it was exciting because I'd be like, one day I'd be surveying on planets to find like really high quality copper. Another day I'd be opening a new shop on another planet or something like that. Whatever. Sure. You know, it's just all over the place. Everything anyway. else about that game was garbage though. But yeah, that's, that's True. cool. True. Okay. Uh, my other pick is going to be uh, Lotro, Lord of the Rings Online. And I will give it credit for having probably the best PVE experience I ever had. Because for me, the fantasy genre is largely derivative of Tolkien, right? I mean, that's yeah, simply what it is. So why play the knockoffs when you can play the original? And the design team did the seemingly impossible of creating a play experience for a bunch of other characters in the world of the Lord of the Rings happening during the Lord of the Rings story that made it feel correct and you felt like you were a part of it yeah um much it's it's similar to the solo experience tom was speaking of except for it could have been on a bigger scale i'm assuming yes you Cause, felt cause the, way, like, the way tom looked uh, looked at star wars you look you're looking at this but you could you could be a part of like the whole war effort and so forth yes of the lord of the rings one of the greatest stories of all time right and at least certainly in my opinion i, I certainly love it and because there's all these times that characters are like off screen Right. If you think about main characters where you don't see them and they're doing other things, well, they're meeting you. Right. That's what's going on. And so you keep weaving your way throughout. It's like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Right. It's like mm -hmm. that as an MMO. Um, so it, it just it had this incredibly immersive experience with the story. And it was amazing to go and explore and live in, you know, Middle Earth to live in Tolkien's world. And they brought yeah. it to life very well in having like systems for playing music and all the characters you met felt and acted and talked like the characters and stuff like that, you know? Um, so it, it, it was immersive on that level. There's, it wasn't. So it's immersive quality is what you're picking out as its thing. Yes. Yes. It I mean, created cool. Tolkien's I, world and made I feel, you feel, I feel a part like of the story. It was more, more along the lines of, you know, they created Tolkien's world on top of them. 
a, a really, really basic EverQuest clone. But, okay, you know, the story part's cool. Yes, I don't disagree. I totally agree with that. It is, like, yes. <laughs> right, no. it's as close to an EverQuest clone as I've seen when I've played it. And I was just like, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I am more into Tom's Star Wars pick, but I can see your point. I can yeah. see... I, I can see where you're at. Being an addict of that world and loving the immersion of literally just running around in that world, right, and experiencing it, made it something I went back to time and time again. As this, because they released it right. as the it's, story. It's progressed. one of the few games that has some some outside draw. There's a reason outside of the game itself why you would be drawn to it. Yes, absolutely. Um, Having, Which having, is a different and interesting, interesting thing in itself, right? That's a that's a very interesting design. On that kind of comes back to the, I think I think we said something along the lines of finding things in the real world or things we've experienced before to make games out of, and that's what they did. Absolutely, yeah. Talk when we talked about uh, you know using those real world settings to draw on to like yeah. you know bring in. Yep. Tom's pick of Dark Age also had that. So so that also had that that one going for. It. I don't very think we, true. We called very that true. out, but it also went on like like uh, real world myths as opposed to uh, um, um, the uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess Tolkien's a real world myth. I don't know, kind of, whatever. Sure. It's a myth, sure. It's there's a lot of Finnish legend in it, so sure. Um, all right. So there you go. That's our picks for best MMO. We'd love to have you write in and tell us yours if you disagree or if there's elements you disagree with that we called out. Uh, but uh I don't know. Uh Tom, thanks for for joining us. Yeah, for man, this. Tom, it was awesome having you on board. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Very, very cool that you that you had some time. We know you have a very busy schedule, so we appreciate you coming along. Yes, Tom is for this currently getting ride. his doctorate, so he's been very busy lately. So uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and call that undesigned for today, guys. How do you feel about that? Undesigned? Undesigned. Undesigned. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.